Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. I am Danielle Turner, licensed clinical social worker, self-care advocate, best-selling author, and your host of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. This is a weekly wellness podcast I created to help you learn tricks, tips, and tools for self-care, mental health, and overall wellness in order to help you achieve a happy and healthy life of clarity and balance. Self-care is not selfish, it is necessary. That is why I am here to help you get back on track and back into the game with lessons learned, tips, education, and knowledge from my amazing guests. So sit back and relax as we take a journey into the Purple Butterfly. Welcome to the Butterfly Corner. I'm your host, Danielle, and the Butterfly Corner is where we discuss the topic of the week more in depth. This week, I talk with Crystal and we talk about breaking free from codependency. But do we even know what it is to be codependent? Because a lot of us are in codependent relationships and we don't even recognize it. According to Psychology Today, codependency is a dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role of the giver, sacrificing their own needs and well-being for the sake of the other, which is the taker. The bonding question doesn't have to be romantic. It can occur just as easily between a parent and child, friends, and family members. The term codependency first appeared in the substance abuse circles to describe the lopsided relationships that have been consumed and controlled by one person's addiction. It grew in popularity and became shorthand for any enabling relationship. It does not have a clinical diagnosis or a personality disorder. So in other words, codependency means one person in a relationship saves a day and pleases the other person while not taking care of their own needs. And the other person takes without caring about the other person's needs. The giver is enabling the taker's negative behaviors or any destructive behaviors. Often people who struggle with being codependent may have been raised in a dysfunctional home setting or experienced some kind of childhood trauma, but we have to recognize that even individuals who have not experienced any trauma or have not grown up in dysfunctional home settings can also become part of unhealthy codependent relationships. In a codependent relationship, the giver tends to be overly responsible for the taker, making excuses for the taker, and then taking on obligations that are not theirs. Givers have that fix-it mentality, or they have to rescue others to feel needed. Their main focus is taking care of others while neglecting themselves. Takers often struggle with issues such as emotional immaturity, mental health problems, traumas, and addictions. So listen in as Crystal gives us tips and tools on how we can break free from being codependent and no longer enabling being a giver. And of course, myself and Crystal talk about how self-care can be beneficial in letting go of codependent behaviors. And as always, make sure that you are doing something good for yourself daily. And remember that self-care is never selfish. Be a part of the Purple Butterfly community that has been created to help support women with self-care by becoming a sponsor. 
We have sponsorship packages available that will help increase your business visibility. If you are looking for a partnership with a team approach that will further grow your business while helping your customers learn the value of self-care, a sponsorship with the Purple Butterfly Podcast is what you need. For more information on sponsorship opportunities and or to be a guest to discuss your field of expertise in self-care, email me at podcast at interullc.com. So good morning, Crystal. Welcome. Good morning, Danielle. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. So today my guest is Crystal Quagliera. She is a playfulness expert in the health and wellness coaching industry. As the author of The Playful Journal and the host of the podcast, The Playful Life, with 17 years of coaching, play is ingrained into Crystal's methodology. By incorporating this concept into her work, she's able to help her clients feel alive, which is actively living in vitality every day and live a life of freedom. I love it. I love it. All right. So you got to come back because you got to talk about the alive thing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Today, I want to talk about breaking free from codependency because I think that's really an important topic. Tell us how we do that. I don't even know where to start with. It's so much when you're codependent. So help me. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love it. And I think I was telling you, I I listened to a recent episode that you had with Barbara and she was talking about boundaries. So Mm -hmm. I would suggest if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Cause that is, I think, very important when you're breaking free of codependent habits. I think a lot of people have codependent relationships in their Mm -hmm. life and maybe don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And just because, you know, I think we typically think of codependency happening in these certain very specific situations, Mm -hmm. but it's like something that can rear its head (laughs) when you least (laughs) expect it. So this was really interesting. I've been in kind of like a recovery, you know, program for codependency and, uh, you know, going through my own paths of serenity and things like that. And I would say it's, it's something I work on every single day mm-hmm. and it's helpful to have sort of like a community of people around you that can point out codependency when it's kind of coming up. So, so that was what happened for me. I was like, just kind of recently, you know, I've, I've been on this path. I feel like, Oh, I've been doing great, you know? And I was talking to one of my coaches and the coach is me. And we were talking about sort of like my clients. I've been in the, the health and wellness space for a long time, but I was a personal trainer for a very long time. And I love working with people to like empower them in their bodies and everything. Right. So I was going to people's homes and especially during COVID, like the situation, people felt more comfortable with me coming to their homes and doing this. And, and <laughs> I went away for about a month. I took a month off at the beginning of the year. And when I came back, some of my clients were almost like laughing at the fact that they had not worked out. They hadn't like really exercised. They didn't keep up with any of the routines because I was gone. And my coach pointed out to me, like, you are in a codependent relationship. (laughs) Like they are totally dependent on your physical presence being there just to go, you know, a step beyond. I mean, it, it wasn't nefarious. They didn't do this to me on purpose. It was right. just a situation that I had created mm-hmm. for myself because 
I probably didn't have the proper boundaries and I probably didn't communicate effectively what my expectations were for that relationship and for them. And so what I realized was that it was not only not a good situation for me, but it really wasn't serving them either because Mm -hmm. if I hadn't empowered them (laughs) to do any of this on their own without me, like, what am I doing here? Right. So (laughs) there were several other reasons, but I made the choice to step away from doing those in-person sessions with the personal training and just moving full-time into more of the wellness coaching, you know, virtual coaching, mindset work, Mm -hmm. helping people break free of their codependency and and those types of things. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So basically because you found yourself in a codependent relationship without even knowing it, right? Because you didn't even recognize it. Yes. (laughs) Right. It kind of propelled you to say, okay, this is the work that I need to start doing going forward. Exactly. Exactly. And it was something that I had to let go of. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important to think of too. Sometimes it's not something we have to do or Mm -hmm. something we have to work on, but rather something that we need to release. Right. So that's been another very important concept for me. And with my family dynamic, you know, growing up, there was, and again, I love that conversation you had with Barbara because it was sort of like very blurred lines as mm-hmm. to like whose responsibility was what. Right. And I fell into a pattern of really taking responsibility for everyone, everything, everybody's happiness. And that's really where I think I would define codependency is that like having the feeling that you're responsible for things that you're really not responsible for. Mm -hmm. And I I almost repeat this like mantra or this affirmation to myself, like I am not responsible for anybody else's happiness. I am only responsible for my own. And, you know, sort of taking the spotlight and shining it back on myself and saying like, okay, right. Again, like Barbara was talking about putting that oxygen mask on, like, I don't even know the oxygen mask was somewhere else. It was in another state. I didn't even know how to use it, where it was. So there was no way that I was ever going to be able to show up with a giving spirit and, you know, just be able to, to truly like step into my purpose. So do you feel like if we have that role where we want to make everyone happy and we don't really, we have those blurred lines does that then make the other person codependent on us or are we then codependent on them? Or is it a little bit of both? Cause I'm going to go uh, a little bit of both. Yes. That's a very interesting way to look at it. So what I realized when I did like just an inventory of myself is that I realized that I got a big ego hit Okay. when I would show up and be like the rescuer and I come mm-hmm. in and save the day or oh, wow, I really made that person happy, even though I'm neglecting my own self-care, my own worth, my own happiness. It was like just constantly getting like that little rush, you know, my own ego from sort of being that person for others. You know, again, finding ways to fulfill that for me that does not require me (laughs) to be a people pleaser, be a fixer, you know, try to manage everybody else's lives. Right. I love that you are insightful about yourself because I don't know that we necessarily are able to recognize those things about us. And again, so we're putting, you know, we put it on someone else, but yeah, at the end of the day, if it made you feel good, 
to be the rescuer or to fix someone, then yeah, we're going to keep doing that, even if it's detrimental to ourselves. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. I applaud you for being able to be insightful and to really get to know yourself and learn who you are. Because that's well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's it's an ongoing process, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think we wanted to get into this a little bit anyway, but I, I feel like part of like the way I care for myself is like yeah. actually spending time with myself now. I think I used to be really afraid. I, I always said like, oh, I, I really just stink at meditation. Like I'm mm-hmm. so bad at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'll never be a meditator. But what I realized was like, I was just so afraid to be with myself in your own for like, box, even like right? 10, 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. Like it was just such a scary concept. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I think doing that, like spending time with me, spending time with my higher power, those are the two things that non-negotiable I need to do every single day. I love that, that non-negotiable. We don't typically have those in our lives. (laughs) And I I tell my clients that all the time, like, what are your non-negotiables? Like, what exactly are you not going to put up with? What is like not going to not happen? Or what is it that absolutely has to happen? Um, It's important for us to know those things for us to get to a better place of just taking care of ourselves and not having to be that fixer. Yes. You know, and have that codependency cool on others and them on us as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So exactly. if someone was codependent, what would you say would be the first steps to letting go? Because I like how you said letting go and not necessarily breaking or getting rid of, but because I, I believe in life, we don't necessarily get over things, but we learn to move through them. Mm. You know, so how would we let go or move through being codependent? What would you say would be like the first thing we could do? Yeah, well, that we awareness that we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Awareness, awareness, acceptance and action. Right. Mm. That's always kind of how I move through something is, OK, now I'm aware that this is happening. So you when you know better, you do better. True. <laughs> So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there's a little part of forgiving yourself mm-hmm. for allowing yourself to be in that position anyway, like you didn't know better. So how could you have done better? But now you do. <laughs> if you can, you know, realize that you're in a codependent situation or relationship. So awareness, accept it, right? Just accept that this is what it is, that forgiveness, and then take some kind of action. So mm-hmm. You know, I think when we think of like detaching or whatever, we think like, oh, well, I just need to cut these people out of my life. This is toxic. And that may be true mm-hmm. in some cases, but a lot of times these blurred lines happen with people that we love and that we want to keep in our lives. So just take a small action. So one of the things that I often found myself doing was giving advice. Okay. And I would feel really good about myself and I gave advice to people, but then I'd end up feeling bad when they, did, they didn't follow my advice anyway. And, you know, I was trying to fix the situation, right? I was trying to step in and sort of rescue and this is what you should do. And if you just do these things, mm-hmm. everything will be fine, right? Then when they don't do that, you end up feeling worse about mm-hmm. the situation. So, I would say stop yourself if you're the kind of person that always wants to kind of give advice, like should, (laughs) that's one of those like ding, ding, one of those words. So if you say you should stop yourself (laughs) 
and say something just different, just redirect it, say, well, I would, right. Put like, always put the focus back on you mm-hmm. instead of like speak in the eye. Yeah. Of I love I statements. To you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a really great action. And the other thing is too, if you, and I say this with anything, when you're starting a new habit, when you're starting a new thing, whether it's exercise, nutrition, meditation, better sleep, like pick one thing and do that. Because if we look at our lives and go, oh my gosh, like all of these relationships are codependent with my boss, with my family, with my siblings, with my spouse, with my kids, like, ah, it's too much. It's too much. Pick one, pick one person. One at a time, right? Yes. Everybody. Yes, exactly. And when you you know, I say the lowest hanging fruit, take the lowest hanging fruit. So if it's a coworker that you're always stepping in and maybe doing something for that person or kind of overstepping some of those boundaries with them, like practice that, stop yourself. Like wh- whoever has sort of like, we have very short strings that were attached to people. And then we have very kind of like longer strings that were attached to some people. So I'd say, figure out who are the people who are on those longer strings. And start with those people <laughs> and start practicing. Right. I was going to say it also practice. It teaches you how to now go to the next person. So what you learned from this one, now I'm going to take this and carry it on to the next person and to the next person until the, I get to the big fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know what to do. <laughs> exactly. I like that. <laughs> There's just some big fish swimming in my pond, Danielle. I will admit. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) I love it. I love it. With codependency and breaking free or letting go, I would say one of the biggest things is that self-care component. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, really like learning yourself, being self-aware and getting to know who you are and the things that you like. Is self-care part of what you incorporate with your clients? Yes, most definitely. And I I love that getting to know yourself. And I know that uh, you and Barbara talked about that as well. So a lot of times when we're codependent, it's we're the people who go, uh, well, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know, wherever you want to go. What do you want to, I don't know, whatever you want to do. You know that, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So figure out what makes you happy. (laughs) And this is where you want to go eat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's that, I think that fear that like, well, if I'm the one in charge of making the decision, what if it's wrong? Right. Uh Uh-oh. Or what if they don't like me anymore? They don't want to hang out with me anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that was, that was big for me, you know, the self-care of even just doing uncomfortable things Mm. and, you know, for me, that was sort of like, I took a big, massive action in doing something that made me feel really uncomfortable, which was doing a, a beauty pageant. And oh, wow. like, I mean, so it was just so not something that was ever, I would thought I would do, but it was like such a learning experience mm-hmm. to have a reason. You know, I think I needed a reason to work out every day. I needed a reason to get better nutrition, to get better sleep habits, to like put on makeup again and just feel good about myself, you know? And, and it was easier for me, especially at that time when I was just sort of coming out of a lot of this to have an excuse, like, well, I'm doing this because I'm prepping for a pageant, you know? And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though I was met with some resistance, it was important for me to keep going, to keep pushing Mm -hmm. towards that goal 
And, you know, when I got to the end of that goal, I didn't win the pageant, but I just, the amount of wonderful things that I gained from just taking that time to get to know myself, it was like, oh yeah, there was all this stuff, all these dreams that I had, all this stuff I wanted to do. And I just got so off track with everything. So yeah, I don't know if you, if you need an excuse for yourself to put some focus on yourself, it's okay. You know, right, we, can, right. we can use those situations. Sometimes it's all about the experience too. So maybe for you, the pageant was more about the experience and learning who you were than it actually was about winning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have had the first clue about what to do if I won that pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, now how do I save the world? I I love it, but you had a great experience and you learned a lot about yourself. Absolutely. So what does Crystal do for self-care for herself? So you're helping your clients break from this codependency, helping them to get their lives together, right? (laughs) Yes. What does Crystal do? How does self-care look for you? Yeah. So I have like my time in the morning. I think we talked like it's Mm non-negotiable and on a a rare occasion when it doesn't happen, I just get totally thrown off. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my day starts with like 15 minutes of just meditation, super simple, you know, meditation can look like anything. It doesn't have to fit into a box. You know, I read scripture every day and I journal, you know, I have a, a little bit of journaling kind of reflection. I practice gratitudes, you know, in my yeah. journal. I, I definitely think about what I'm grateful for from the day before, you know, and, and just affirmations. I have a couple affirmations that I write down every day and repeat. And then, you know, so, so spending time with me, spending time with God. And then most days of the week, I also exercise. So just move my body in some way. And, you know, just get, I get that out of the way. <laughs> and so, you know, I can start my day and just feel confident. Like I accomplished something. Cause I, I think that's what it is. If I put those pieces in there, I have confidence now the rest of the day that I can be productive. Right. And, you know, to me too, I, I've learned to not put so much on my to-do list every day Yes, mm-hmm. because what was happening as I was just feeling bad about myself when I got to the end of the day and I didn't accomplish everything. So, you know, if I, if I can do the non-negotiables, you know, spend time with God, spend time with me, do something positive for my body, then, you know, the rest of the day is kind of gravy. (laughs) Right. I hear you. I'm very big on the morning routine as well. And just having that time to journal a little bit and gratitude. Mm -hmm. One thing I do is I make myself one goal. So of course I have my to-do list that's never ending. Right. But (laughs) I make one goal for the day, even if it's something as simple as I'm going to come home and I'm going to sweep the kitchen. So that way I know that I at least did one thing on my list to do and I feel more accomplished. So I'm very big. I actually um, just created a morning mindset journal where you know there's space for the gratitude and the affirmations and the to-do list. And, you know, I'm very big on self-care. Like what's your self-care going to look like for the day? Because how we start our day, like you said, the rest of the day is gravy. And even Mm -hmm. if it gets a little not gravy, we can can manage the graviness or non-graviness more than if we didn't set our day with a good mindset. So exactly. Exactly. I love that. that. I think I also have like a couple of tricks (laughs) that I picked up to do throughout the day. So, (laughs) I mean, sometimes 
6 a.m. <laughs> when it's 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and you're being triggered, uh-huh. you know, 6 a.m. is a long way away. Yes. Yes. You know, in both directions. So, you know, having maybe it's even just listening to some music mm-hmm. or, you know, saying a quick prayer mm-hmm. or, you know, something that could just like pull me back into my body right. say, right. okay, here's just a moment of self-care. Exactly. So that I can put the focus back on me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and less on everybody else. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm very big too on throughout the day. Like drink, I don't know what it is for me. It's something about drinking my water just makes me feel good. <laughs> So, you know, for you, 64 ounces of water every day, you know, and just getting up from my desk or Mm. getting away from the computer for a few minutes, because I feel like we get so stuck into work mode that we don't really take time to like really eat your lunch away from your desk or away from Mm. your computer. Get outside for even five or 10 minutes if you can. Yeah. Doing those things throughout the day. I don't know that we really look at that as being self-care. It's just like, oh, I want to eat my lunch. But like, you're really taking care of yourself because you're taking a minute away from what your focus is. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And if you feel guilty Mm. for taking that time, maybe you're in a codependent situation. (laughs) (laughs) So back to that awareness. Right. Right. Be mm-hmm. be aware that if you feel bad that you're doing some self-care, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, you know, really kind of look at why, you know, why mm-hmm. is there a blurred boundary? Is there a codependent mm-hmm. relationship here? Is it, you know, all those things. I love it. I think that's it. That wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never even thought of that, but you're, you're absolutely right. That guilt. And why are we guilty about taking care of ourselves or feel guilty? Mm-hmm about taking Mm -hmm. care of ourselves, but yeah, maybe it's because we're codependent on something or someone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just had an epiphany. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. Thank you, Crystal, for coming in to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. This has been a great conversation. Like I told you before, you definitely have to come back because we need to talk about the alive and how I would love to actively living in vitality every day. So yes, yes, definitely. We're going to have you come back so we can talk about that. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank this you has so been wonderful, much. Danielle. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the purple butterfly podcast and a special thank you to my guests. Join me weekly to continue the conversation about self-care, overall wellness, mental health, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about self-care and overall wellness, be sure to check out InnerU Clinical Services, LLC, on both Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, www.innerullc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Danielle Turner. Until next time, remember, self-care is not selfish, it is necessary. Make yourself a priority and take care of you.